Hello, hello, hello there. I am Kim Coles and I am about to bring you a very wise woman, a very amazing woman. And you're going to fall in love with her as much as I have. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read her bio and then I'm going to introduce her and bring her on because I don't want to wait. I don't want to make you wait too long to be in the elegance and queendom of the one and only Dr. Peggy. So here goes her bio. Dr. Peggy Etheridge Johnson is a serial entrepreneur and owner of Kingdom of Pearls. She is a writing and life coach and has successfully assisted several clients to publish their own books. She is a transformational speaker, an educator, spiritual immune system strategist, teacher of teachers, beauty consultant, author of Kingdom of Pearls, Recovering the Wounded Heart, co-author of eight best-selling anthologies, and creator of the course, The Spiritual Immune System Under Attack. She studied at Bonner College, Columbia International University, and Capella University. She is the recipient of the I Change Nation's highest award in global leadership and is a global traveler to over, uh, 20, over 20 countries. She enjoys reading, writing, and teaching, and blogging, researching, and spending time with her fabulous grandchildren. She is a faculty instructor who is passionate about children and families in poverty. She answers the call to serve them locally and globally in the area of education through her nonprofit, The Leah Project. Dr. Peggy, is the wife of a pastor and they reside in Columbia, South Carolina. They are the parents of three sons, three daughters in love, one of my favorite things that I learned from her, five grandchildren and five grand dogs. And you can visit her at mykingdompearls.com, but you're gonna visit with her right now because here she comes, Dr. Peggy. Hello, hello, Kim. How are you? I am wonderful, and I'm always wonderful when I get to be in your presence, lovely lady. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love being in your presence too. <laughs> it's mutual. It is mutual. You know, yeah. Dr. Peggy, I remember when I first met you, we were in another group and we were each invited to speak in this group. And I just was so mesmerized and intrigued and taken in by your grace and your wisdom and your um just your way of being and so just thank you for for presencing that in the world in the way that you do you are so elegant and so wise and that's why i'm so glad that you're part of this book oh thank you so much i am delighted to be a part of this book mm-hmm. uh thank you so much for inviting me first of all and thank you so much for you know the groups that we have been in together i love just being in your presence because you make me laugh okay good (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing better than getting dr dr peggy to giggle there's nothing better just just her whole energy lights up and it lights up for everybody else so let's talk about you know you 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 know i always we'd love to tease you about how what a prolific uh what a prolific writer you are and what a prolific teacher of writers that you are and what made you say yes to the wisdom gifts book i'm so grateful that you did i said yes because i just love the having the opportunity to share another portion of uh, my life and and who i am with the world you know because uh 
writing will be here forever, even after mm -hmm. we're gone. And I, I love thinking about leaving a legacy for my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren that I haven't met yet. So <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> they can understand a little bit better about who I am and who I have become, who I was, because I'm, I, I am not the person that I was today. Mm -hmm. um, it yeah. took time. It took many things that caused me to evolve into the individual that I am today. Well, and I'll tell you, <clears throat> you know, I know some of your journey and maybe you'll share some of it with us here or maybe they can read about it in your various books and, and on your live streams and the way that you serve the world. But what's really strikes me about you is the courage at, with, at, at which you choose to evolve. You know, you have a story of your childhood and the way that you grew up and some experiences that you experienced. And, and you can share some of that if you'd like. And then the decisions that you made to become the woman that you are. So would you like to talk about that space between who you were and who you decided to become? Yes. And I also should say that just the thought of being in the book with you, Kim Coase, also <laughs> is one of the reasons that I chose to say yes to uh, Wisdom Gifts. The person that I was, the person that I was uh, grew up uh, to be was very insecure and someone who uh, lived with rejection and the negativity of others, the words of others. And so I had to evolve through that because at the same time, I had a creator who was whispering different things into my ear. He was saying something totally different from what I was hearing from people. And so I had to make a decision. I had to make a choice. I had to choose whose words I would believe. And in that journey, in that process of time, I experienced many things. So I have so many stories. But as I began to look back I began to see how all of those stories were interwoven and how they created the individual that I am today, how they brought me to that place where I could actually know who I am. And then along the way, along the journey, God just kept putting people in my space, mm -hmm. putting people in my environment that they had a little part of the puzzle that he wanted me to put together in my life and you know you and dr ej are also part of that those individuals that god placed in my in my life and in that process of getting older <laughs> i wanted to leave a legacy i mm -hmm. wanted to leave the earth empty because god has given me so many things over those years in my journey and he's given me so many gifts and i don't want to take the knowledge that i have to the grave can I tell you, that's actually one of the things that you said, uh, I think about a year ago that I heard you say that I want to leave empty. And that made such an impact on me. Um, it's What's funny about that phrase is that it's often the people who are saying it who have already done the things that, that would um, make that so. Like you've already left a legacy that is so powerful and uh, and touches so many. So you're al you're already doing it. You've already done it, and that you are drawn to continue doing it is so so powerful. There's so many Dr. Peggy nuggets and Dr. Pe Dr. Peggy isms that I have in in my world. And that one being, you leave the world empty. Leave here empty. That you've left it all, um, you know, out to be um, to serve others. So thank you for showing up and doing that.
Um, you know, the other one, and I alluded to it when I read your, your bio, uh, I'd never heard the term daughters in love before. <laughs> it had such an impact on me because you had three boys. Yeah. <laughs> so here it is, and your chapter is about finding uh, uh, the arranged marriage. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit. And that's another puzzle piece that was dropped into your world, your, your, your wonderful husband and these wonderful three boys. But then you inherited three daughters in love. Yes. And <laughs> why did you coin that? I'd never heard that phrase before. Why did you coin that phrase for these particular women? Well, in actuality, it is not my phrase. I actually oh. heard it from someone at uh, CIU at work who used it. And I thought, I love that. But before my, my sons were old enough to marry, I had a conversation with them. And I said to them, I do not want you to uh, bring me daughters-in-law. I want you to bring me daughters. Mm -hmm. And if she can't be my daughter, then you need to reconsider marrying her. So I was preparing them for marriage, preparing them for looking for a wife, but also letting them know that whoever you choose, I want her to be my daughter. And because, you know, I've been a daughter-in-law and that's not a true, truly good feeling. <laughs> and not only that, because I, we did not have our daughters and we always longed to have daughters of our own and uh, we didn't have them. So the Lord allowed me to understand that they would not come from my womb, but he was going to send me daughters. So I prepared my sons to bring me daughters and they all call me mom <laughs> I, I made them feel like you know when you come to my house your home it's your home you don't have to ask me can i may i whatever is here it belongs to you also mm -hmm. and i made them feel like okay when there's a conversation that we're having a family conversation with our sons you are going to be included too because you are our daughters See, that's legacy building right there, because now you have you've told your husbands, told you, told your sons what they needed to bring, yeah. what they need to bring home. And they were looking for a very specific type of woman that could fit into that dynamic of what Dr. Peggy wanted as a daughter. And now these daughters, the way you're loving on them and, and teaching them, who knows what the ripple in the pond will be that they will now uh, the legacy continues is, is what I'd like to say. I see the legacy all up in that. I really do. That's beautiful. So let's talk about the choice that you made to marry this man that became, and, and you've been married for now, how long now? It will be 52 years in August. Oh my goodness. I'm sure many people ask you what's the secret, but before we get to the secret to a, a lengthy, uh, everlasting legacy building type of relationship, we have to go back to the beginning. And I read in your chapter how you all met. Uh, and do you want to just take us back to the moment that you met and, and what sparked this 52 year journey, 52 and counting journey? <laughs> I still laugh when I think about it because I was just out of high school, 18 years young, came to Columbia to actually go to college. I was staying with my sister and um, a friend 
who was his cousin, invited me to her church. <laughs> and so we uh, we were walking up the steps. There was, seemed like a thousand steps. We were walking up the steps to the church. And this young man opened the door for us. And uh, so <laughs> we entered in because we were late. So we sat near the back. And he sent a note uh, to his cousin to ask her who was this girl that was with with her. <laughs> and uh, of course, it, I, you know, I was just coming off of a breakup mm. and there was just no way I was interested in getting in, into another relationship at all. There was just nowhere on my radar at all. But after church, you know, she introduced me to him and he was I, he was like glue. He just kind of <laughs> kind of stuck and it just kind of hung around. And so I just thought, okay, he's being nice. He's being friendly. And uh, next thing I know, you know, he's, he's picking me up for church and, and he's calling me on the phone. We didn't have cell phones during that time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that time. Yeah. We're on the phone for hours and hours, but then all of a sudden he tells me that the Lord has told him that I'm his wife. And I said, hey, there's no way because he didn't tell me that, you know, I had a relationship with God. <laughs> I had a, a deep relationship with God for many years. And so there was just no way I was falling for that. Mm -hmm. but, so we made a decision. We said, we're going to fast and we're going to pray and see what the Lord says. And I was just elated because I'm thinking, yeah, because he's going to tell you, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> Well, lo and behold, he did. He did say yes during the past. He spoke. He changed. He actually spoke to me about it because he already knew. And then I found out later that he had spoken to his grandmother and one of his uh, friend's mother, and they said that I was his wife also. And I'm thinking, how is this possible? We just met. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always been one who follows the voice of God mm -hmm. and try to do what he tells me to do, even though sometimes it's difficult or it may be something that I do not want to do. Right. And of course, at that time I didn't, he was in college and here I was just starting college and it, it just seemed impossible, but it was the will of God. It was the will. I love that story because there's so much there. There's the, the listening to really, and, and you said, I've already talked to God and God was like, well, no, that's not what's going to happen. And that you stopped and said, well, since you seem to be so sure and all these other people have chosen, let me go in and check in myself. And I love that you went to the board of directors yourself <laughs> and checked in and I said, actually, <laughs> they're all right. And uh, you, you would do well to choose this one. I love that story. And, you know, I don't think I've ever asked you this before. Have you ever told what he, what it was about you that he saw and that he, that he was like, this is it. Or was he just listening to God? Like God was like, that's the one. It's like, okay, God. Or was there something about you that he just said, oh, she's just so, you know, were you pleasant? Did you say thank you when he opened the door? You know, what was it about you? Has he ever told you? Or would you be willing to tell me, tell us? I don't recall him ever saying anything other than he said that uh, I was beautiful and I had on this uh, mini dress. Oh. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> but I guess I, I got his attention. And in, in that time, 
uh, shortly after, you know, getting to know me, I guess, and spending time with me, he just said that the Lord said that I was, I was the one, I was his wife. Oh. And he was dating someone at the time. That was really odd too. Oh. <laughs> he was, he was dating someone, but he, he broke that off short, real quick. He did. Right away. <laughs> Thank you. I never asked you that before. Thank you for sharing. I love it. Well, I'm going to ask him. <laughs> yes, ask him what was it. So we know that you were wearing. It, I'm sure it was the, the fashion. You were wearing a you know mini dress, and you were attractive as you always are, and ladylike as you always are. So I'm sure there's you know we listen in reality. There's a physical attraction. You have to be. I think you have to be attracted. And maybe I should ask you this as somebody who's been married for so long, and I'm sure you've counseled and being the wife of a pastor, you have been in a position to, you know, it says in your bio that you're a life coach. I know you're a life coach, but I also know that the wife of a pastor is often has that position of being a life coach. And so what would you say to someone as they're thinking of entering into a relationship? What do they need to know in order for it to be as lasting as yours has? And I know that's a big question, but is there something you would share with us now? Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, we counsel couples before they uh, they uh, get married, and I always uh, say to them that you must, and this was said to us also before we married, that you must remember that marriage is not 50-50. It's mm. not 50-50. It is 100% all the time because there may come a day when one cannot give, but 50%. So then you've got to pick up the, the slack or they may not be able to give but 80%. And so then you have to compensate for what they cannot give. Mm -hmm. And I also say to them that marriage is designed, specifically designed to uh, reveal your weaknesses and your shortcomings so that you can deal with them. You can work on them because we all have our blind spots and most of us do not see ourselves, but others do. So in that context of marriage, all of this is going to be revealed and it's, it is intentional. It's not revealed so that you could say, hey, I didn't think I was getting this, so I'm out of here. That's not the purpose. The purpose is that you understand that this is an area where there you need to strengthen it. So this individual is here to help you do that, not be critical of you, but to help you understand that this is an area that you need to strengthen. This is an area or this is something in your life that needs to be corrected. And the next thing that I tell them is marriage is about three people, but two of those three people are in competition with one another to please the other. Hmm? <laughs> so what now? <laughs> I know this is in your chapter, so help me out with this one. <laughs> yes. You know, the marriage is, is a covenant agreement with God. So he's the third person in the, the marriage. Then there's the, the couple. And so the couple, the bride, the groom, they are to be in competition with one another to please the other. So I'm going to do everything that I can to please you, but you're supposed to be working to outdo me in that process of pleasing me, not to make me happy, but because mm -hmm. happiness does not come, but to please one another, yeah. to please one another. So what does that mean? You have to learn 
what pleases the other. You have to learn what the other like and what they dislike. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that you do. Not what pleases yourself. Because mm -hmm. I could do what pleases me all day long for my husband, but it mean it, it means absolutely nothing to him. He has to study me in order to understand the things that please me and then do those things in abundance. I love it. So if we can do that, so it's, it's about focusing on the other, finding out what they love. And I think there's also that it, it feels like appreciation to me. I remember hearing that when your mate feels appreciated, then, then, then that's that's a, a great place to be. That's a great foundation that you're always appreciated. So it may not be perfect, and someone may be giving fifty percent or eighty percent, like you said. But if you set a, set that energy of showing how much you appreciate the other, then yes. then maybe it will last fifty two years, like yours has. Exactly. Well, now they call it the love language. The of course, yeah. languages. You know, with the, I think it's Dr. Gary Chapman. Yeah, it's so, fascinating. Yeah, within those love languages. So what you're doing is you're discovering your own love language and then you're discovering your mate's love language. And so it's practically the same thing. So I guess I had that concept before he did. You had it. I, I knew you did, Dr. Peggy. You are you are a legacy builder, a legacy lever, a legacy leader is what you are. What yes, you are. and I also advise uh, young couples. I, I tell them... Uh, Get marital counseling because you, you need to make some discoveries about yourself. The world and the generations, the culture is different from 1970 when my husband and I got married. Um, the concept of marriage is different now. So you really, I, I just tell them, you really need to get, get some counseling. And I'm not saying that, you know, you can't do it the way we did it in, in 60 days. <laughs> Say that quietly. <laughs> in 60 days and it lasts for 52 years you can but you must understand that god has to be the one who directs you to do that and in our case i feel like he arranged our marriage you know when i saw the title of arranged marriage i was like what's dr peggy gonna write about here and, and also you know you don't always write about personal things in your life so i was so grateful she wrote about the arranged marriage and i thought you were going to reveal how you know and, and we think of the arranged marriages culturally these parents say that these people need to get together and like you don't you may not even love each other but right. that god arranged your marriage and that it worked out so beautifully and that you use that platform to teach and share and and share wisdom with others is is incredible and beautiful. Thank you. What a blessing. What a blessing you are to the world, Dr. Peggy. Talk to me about Kingdom of Pearls. <laughs> Kingdom of Pearls. Uh, that's the name of my business. And um, it was uh, a name that God gave to me several years before I even started a business, uh, Kingdom, uh, uh, it was actually Kingdom Pearls, but someone else had Kingdom Pearls. I had to use Kingdom of Pearls. Okay. And then as I, um, when I went to get uh, the LLC, I made, uh, I discovered that God knew that this was going to happen all the time. I did not, but he did. But there was an occasion when I was, dealing with some things and the Lord spoke to me and he said, Peggy, do not give your pearls to the swine. Mm -hmm. And I said, what do you mean? 
And he said, what is the meaning of your name? And I said, a pearl. And so he was telling me in other words, do not give myself to people who do not appreciate who I am or even who want what I have to offer. Mm -hmm. So when it was time to start a business, of course, if you know me, you know I'm going to the Lord and ask him, what does what does he want me to, to, to uh, name my business? And that's what he gave me. I was actually forced into starting a business. I had no intentions of starting mm -hmm. a business. I was an educator, retired, and uh, still an adjunct, and that's what I thought that my career would be the rest of my life because I've done so many things. And um, when I became a co-author in an anthology, I was told after I wrote my chapter that we were now uh, business owners and we needed to legalize our business in order to sell our books. Mm -hmm. So here I was, you know, scrambling and setting everything up. And so that's how Kingdom of Pearls came about. So under the umbrella of Kingdom of Pearls is, you know, I, I, I'm an author. So I sell my books, my coaching uh, business as writing pearls, mm -hmm. others to get their stories out of their heads and their hearts and onto paper. And uh, I speak, I have uh, speaking engagement. So it all falls under the umbrella of Kingdom of Pearls. Thank you for, for being obedient, as you would say, uh, to that, to having the name without even knowing what it means and finding out what it means. I love this quality that you have of ever, we talked about it already, ever evolving and growing and stepping into the fullest version of you uh, with some guidance from you know who <laughs> and from really listening to god and really um uh following following what you hear and, and and being the version of you like i said and and like i said i'm clear that your legacy has already been established and who knows how much more it shall be Thank but you. that has been my life story is to always seek god first and it makes some people very uncomfortable but it is who i am and when I've tried to move out of uh, that place, I've always had to come right back to seeking him because without him, I'm nothing. And I'm a, I'm a failure without him and without his advice. So now I'm afraid to make a move without him. <laughs> but the kingdom, the kingdom in there means, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't say this, but kingdom in there was really focusing on his kingdom mm -hmm. and so when you think about kingdom you're thinking about many thousands mm -hmm. millions so the kingdom of pearls is millions of pearls mm -hmm. and uh he gave me this i look at people as being beautiful pearls in god's eyesight not just my name means pearls but others they are pearls. And so often they don't realize that they are pearls and they don't realize how beautiful they are. And just like me, some of them are still hiding out in their shells. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so he wanted me to be that individual to help them come to the understanding of who they were. And it really had a lot to do with the writing of my, my solo book, mm -hmm. Kingdom of Pearls, Recovering the Wounded. Um, heart because mm -hmm. I was wounded. I was spiritually wounded and God took me through a process of healing 
And in that book, I share my story, some of my story of how he healed me. And he healed me because I am his pearl. I am his pearl. And I didn't know that I was his pearl. And he wants others to know that they are beautiful pearls. And regardless of what anyone has said to them, about them, or has done to them, he wants to recover them. And he wants to polish them up, take them out of that shell, and so, so that the world will see just how beautiful they are. I love it. Now everybody listening to this interview will know why I love Dr. Peggy. Thank you for your luminescent pearl reference. <laughs> Thank you for being it. And, and, and more importantly, being it and sharing it with others, sharing the message, sharing this message with everyone else. Thank you so much, Dr. Peggy, for this time with you today. Uh, we'll link below for all the ways that people can get access to the Wisdom Gifts book and your own solo book and all the other collaborative books and also uh, to be able to counsel with you. I, I highly advise anyone coming in, sitting with Dr. Peggy and getting that wise, wise um, counsel that will help you to build your own legacy of your own pearls too. How about that? Thank you so much for this opportunity to be with you, to work with you and to just be part of this, this amazing book, as well as being a part of receiving your beauty, <laughs> your beauty and all that you have to offer to the world. Oh, you're more you. than an actress and you're more than a comedian. You're God's beautiful pearl. I'm a pearl too. Thank you, Dr. Peggy. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, everybody, thank you all so much. Please uh, click below to get more information and, and spend some time in, in, in Dr. Peggy's essence. You will uh, be as you'll be smiling as, as I do always. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.